Welcome to Everyday Entrepreneurs Everywhere with your host, Chris Parker. And welcome back to Everyday Entrepreneurs Everywhere. This is Chris Parker. And if you've been watching the video over the last couple of days, you will have seen that my mustache is coming in thicker and thicker. It was pointed out to me that I have a dark side and a light side. That probably says something about my personality. I don't know, but um, it's all natural. This is for Movember and uh, Movember happens in the month of November and it's raising awareness about mental and physical health. And so what we're asking is have a conversation during this crazy time with someone you care about, know and love, who maybe um, is at a distance and they would benefit from you just reaching out and having a conversation and being interested in their well-being. So please give somebody a call. If you'd like to support uh, research, then you can go to the link on the podcast page and make a, a donation to the Movember Foundation. So thank you for that. I am here with Albert Boswijk. And uh, as I was thinking about this, you know, everyday entrepreneurs everywhere. I, I have to say that Albert is not an entrepreneur. In my mind, Albert is a master, meaning he is um, an author, he's a trainer, he is a business person of his own, he's a coach. And so there's not a lot of people that I would say actually are surpassing that level of entrepreneur for me. Um, I've benefited from him, his coaching, and 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 uh, I've, I've been on his courses. I've, I've actually trained at his course at least once. And one of the highlights in my journey into the experience economy was presenting at, the, I think it was in 2012, the book launch of his book, Economy of Experiences, that he wrote with Ed Palin and Stephen Oldhoff. I'm sure we're going to talk about that today. So um, it's really delightful to have Albert on the conversation. I'm so happy to see you again, Albert. Can you please, Albert, for everyone, share with us, what is it that you do and why do you do what you do? First of all, thank you very much for inviting me. It's a pleasure to see you and to wrap up with you again and to have uh, the contact again. Um, what I do, uh, actually, we have to go back um, uh, even before uh, economy of experiences that was founded in 2000. I mean, I've been working uh, as a consultant and even before as a consultant, I've been working uh, as a psychotherapist into body work. And uh, my motivation was very much to, uh, to facilitate and to help people to, to come back to, their, to the real passion in, in their hearts. So I remember working uh, in in one-to-one -one sessions with people where um, you know they, they had a, a very uh, deep longing to uh, to have things from their youth, or uh, uh, they were very motivated, but they were they were uh, blocking themselves to really do what was deeply inside of them. And I've been working uh, for uh, 15 years as a, a psychotherapist in a community. And uh, then uh, there was a, a big uh, life change for, my, for me personally. And uh, I do had to recover again uh, 
the whole practice that I have to reinstall myself into in a new country in England and to uh, to find another job uh, to to live for my uh, my kids and uh, you know to uh, to find my, my own vitality again. So I've been working uh, then uh, in, in, in England and then uh, I moved back to Holland and then I thought, well, uh, I want to do psychotherapy again, but uh, I like the, you know, the silent in my head of the one-to-one -one, uh, relationship. But I want to practice uh, my competences more to businesses. And so uh, I was, you know, starting as a, as a trainer. I was I, I starting to train, uh, you know, uh, 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 large companies in, in the Netherlands and later international companies. And uh, from uh, these uh, dialogues with uh, the people in, in, the, in uh, the participants, I heard all, always the same thing the people were uh, a sort of hindered uh, by their organizations so people said uh, you know i want to leave the organization and i helped them to see that uh, either they had to confront uh, the, the 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 mistakes in the organization or to leave and uh, to do something else but mostly I help people uh, to go to a deeper change processes and uh, to, to really find what their contribution would be to that company. So I've been working uh, a long time on the, on the interface between organizations and individuals for a long time. And then, uh, you know, uh, uh, board members asked me, you know, you hear a lot of, of, of our staff and what are they saying? I said, well, uh, they are saying the, some, uh, the, say, the same things. So, uh, you know, why don't you do something about your policy? And that made entry me into uh, uh, board meetings. So I started team development into... Uh, into the board meetings and team development what i call now a classic then it was a, a pilot so uh, i helped them to uh, like a plumber i helped them with their emotions with their frustrations so what we did is a sort of uh, 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 you know get the pipes through so to say so i really had to say what so what we do is what their strengths what their weaknesses are uh what are their anticipation what are their ambitions what are their uh, uh traps and so they were really becoming open to each other and that we created a team building a team feeling together and uh yeah, but usually it was teams from five, six, seven. Uh, I also have done more, but uh, so small teams. And it developed that in the first day we did the emotional opening. And the second day 
I help them to see the, the world outside. So I help them to see what's happening in the world. Well, what structural changes? What are your competitors do? And what do you do in your business? Uh, what you're not, uh, these slow signals, why don't you pick them up? And so in, in that way, I did the team building like in a two-phase, emotional uh, openness uh, and, uh, you know, expressing your feelings to each other and trusting each other. So they could really create a policy that was more effective. And uh, yeah, in that way, I created actually my business because then they asked me for more projects and for more do uh, doing things. So I did uh, some, you know, in some travel companies and worked with the first was the board of directors, then was the brands, then uh, a lower. And so, you know, I, I created uh, a, a large project and that was my business into, you know, the deep change business in uh, Albert Bosak Consultants. And then in, yeah. The, I'm, I'm just curious because you, you mentioned yourself as an organizational plumber. Oh, <laughs> which I, yeah. I, I love, yeah. I love the sort of uh, visualization on that, but um, um, what, what was the transformation that you that you enabled from those conversations? Because because they 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 clearly benefited. But how how would you put some words to that? Well, um, uh, Dave, uh, in the in the uh, usual state uh, of your business, business as usual, you have not. There's no time. There's no space to speak out your mind together. Mm. There is no uh, culture that you uh, you take the time, you know, we, uh, we have now uh, what we say, uh, you know, outside sessions, uh, and, and it, it's, it's a default process for every, every uh, management team. But in, in that time, you know, uh, people didn't express uh, their deeper feelings uh, about their colleagues, you know, really from uh, uh, from a private, uh, you know, private problems of private challenges, or you know, in the way to work together. Mm. So I enabled the people to speak their mind, to their deeper feelings, and uh, they uh, it encouraged them uh, uh, to be more open to be more confrontative, uh, to, uh, to really speak out a conflict instead of the usual, okay, it will pass, right? Mm -hmm. So it was uh, opening uh, the channels of deeper feelings, of uh, deeper uh, uh, emotions uh, in your work. And so they connected more deeply and then uh, we could focus again to the business, to the outside world. So if, uh, if you're in a business, uh, it's, not, it's, not like, it's like a marriage, but it's different. Mm -hmm. You also have a contract and, that contract, and, and in that contract is also a, a, a rational aspect and uh, it is usually seen as a rational aspect but you know mm. it's so important 
the meaning of work is so crucial. Uh, it uh, it keeps uh, keeps us keeps us alive because it's a way of contributing uh, to an organization and to the world. So how you create value. Yeah, I, I, I interrupted you. I think you were about to segue into, you know, from your, 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 you know, executive coaching into the um, uh, experience economy space. Yeah. Because yeah. there, uh, there's so many other questions I want to uh, get to based on what you sh- said, but um, I'd like you to finish finish your 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 description of what do you do, and then also really why um, why are you you know after a couple of decades, you know you know at least two, at least twenty years, yeah. still passionate about the meaning of this work. Uh. Because it's such a, a it's an incredible hardship uh, to uh, to humanize businesses and organizations. Mm. It's every 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 time uh, businesses and organizations uh, take a leap to efficiency, to effectiveness, uh, to um, uh, cost leadership, all that sort of thing, and then. What uh, then? In the end, the human aspect is, has been forgotten, and uh, so it's it's a sort of spiral. I, I wanted to say vicious circle, but it's not a vicious circle. I think it's like an onion. We, uh, you know, uh, uh, there's there's a lot more. Uh, into HR, into companies, there's a lot more uh, focus on the ambition of people, mm. of the talent of people, that has improved incredibly. But, uh, you know, the core primal process of businesses is to be as effective as possible. And, uh, and then uh, you have to focus again on, uh, do I fit as a human being? Is this my job? Is this my purpose uh, to have a contribution to this business? And you see that young people now, well, I'm, I'm talking about 20 uh, till 40, 45, you know, they are really focused on uh, is this business uh, the business that uh, fits me and uh, helps me into my career? Or mm. is this meaningful to my life and is this meaningful to other life, other people hmm. yeah the meaning of work um we do hear much more a lot these days about purpose uh purpose-driven strategies purpose-driven organizations yeah. b corps you know these are all sort of sort of terms that i think are spinning around the same point of of why are why are we doing what we're doing you know the yeah. deeper the, the deeper why um, how do you connect that with, with your work on, you know, the economy of experiences? Um, I can imagine lots of ways, but I'm, I'm really curious how, how you, um, you know, put a red thread through those. Uh, yeah, those well, there was the thread with, uh, uh, you know, my, my former uh, name of my company was Motiv- Motivation. And uh, so with uh, drive, motivation, uh, purpose, and uh, I was looking for uh, a challenge uh, for not only uh, the consulting work, uh, but uh, also there was, you know, 
uh, there was a link in the experience economy with, hey, if we can connect uh, my consulting work and the organizational development with the concept of experience, then maybe uh, there is, uh, you know, a multiplier. And uh, so I moved actually to uh, inspired uh, by, you know, a, a lot of people like uh, Joe uh, Pine and Gilmore and uh, lots of other people. Uh, but I, I was looking more for intellectual challenge uh, in, in terms of philosophy. How do we look at society? How do we look at business? Uh, how, uh, and all that, that sort of thing. And I found, uh, so I was connected with the University of Amsterdam, uh, with Professor Maas, uh, and then we installed a, a PhD with uh, Anna Schnell. And uh, we invested, uh, you know, uh, 50% of uh, invested with the university uh, to really uh, get the, the fundamentals of the economy of experiences. And then uh, we wrote with, uh, together with um, Ed Palin and then with Thomas Tyson, we, uh, we wrote our first book, The uh, uh, a fresh look at the economy of experiences in 2005. And there was, for me, it was uh, uh, giving uh, philosophy and business uh, a more integrated space. And I liked the process of writing and, uh, mm. and you know, we struggled uh, very much into, you know, making this uh, uh, a profitable business. Uh, because we were very focused on the process of value creation. And you taught me how, you know, that there's also a process of value capture. So uh, we have included that in uh, five steps of uh, value, uh, experience value creation and uh, where you, you go to, you know, to have a vision, to have, have a value proposition. You see your processes, you have your culture and you have your business model. And, uh, you know, you must also be, uh, you can create value, but you must capture the value also. And, and have that in balance as well. Um, what, what, I, uh, what I've seen with the Economy of Experiences book, and this is the 2012 version, and um, you have shared that there's a new version coming out, you know, based on the changes in the world, which I'm delighted to hear. Um, I think if, at least the way I look at it, and I'm curious what you thought is, is this is a, basically if, if you get the Pine and Gilmore, you know, experience economy book. Um, this is basically a, the sister book that you need to also read, meaning, meaning uh, what they have, you know, thought of as their models, which, which resonated and I think have, have impacted all of yeah. us, really. Um, yeah. This um, is the underlying uh, reasoning and rationale and the intellectual rigor that supports, um, you know, the, the Pine and Gil Gilmore book next to it. Um, because in here, there's also, there's also a lot of, um, I think what, well, uh, what Pine and Gilmore did is, is, uh, shared a lot of examples and anecdotes and stories, uh, in here, there's also other, you know, principles and tools and, you know, yeah. that, that you can resonate yeah. with. So, so I see these things really going, um, hand in hand. I, I am 
curious, and I asked Joe the same question when I talked to him a couple of weeks ago. How do you feel about the customer experience, the CX movement that has emerged over the last couple of years that has, yeah. um, I'm just curious what your reaction is, is, is how, how, what is the, what is your relationship between customer experience management and strategy as well, you know, compared to the economy of, of experiences? Yeah, I think uh, uh, that uh, that took uh, a, a lot of impact. So customer experience, every, everything was customer experience, right? And uh, I've been, um, maybe I've been even a, a bit, a, a little bit confused in the beginning and say, well, is this, is, well uh, is this the way that we should go? And uh, it's, uh, but I think we are uh, much more into uh, uh, value creation and from uh, value create and the Im immaterial value creation to a uh, value proposition by experience than customer experience. I mean, so it's it's a subset. The customer experience is a subset of the economy of experiences. Uh, but you see that a lot. Uh, now uh, you went. Uh, I listened to your talk with uh, Joe um, uh, lately, recently, and so you know uh, there, there's a lot of hiccups into uh, into the uh, customer experience, and it's it has become a new management trick to uh, uh, you know. To, to do to do marketing and all that sort of stuff and there's a lot of uh, things that are um, uh, not working very well and uh, and we want to go really deeply to uh, and, and we we took another perspective than uh, Pine and Gilmer we, we took the individual we took the uh, the psychology of uh, of people and of customers, but, but, but mainly people in society, in citizens, and or what can you do uh, to improve their lives? What can you improve uh, to, uh, to, to, to help them to create meaning in their lives, you know, to facilitate mm -hmm. this? So we're not so much into staging experiences, staging customer experiences, but uh, what is the aspect of uh, creating immaterial value and how important is that in the life of citizens? I, I, uh, a model has emerged in my mind as you're talking. It's sort of a three-pronged triangle. So if, if the Pine and Gilmore work is really the, 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 the staging, to use that word, and then the uh, economy of experiences with you and your team is really, the, I think, maybe the philosophy yeah, yeah. Or, or the meaning. Yeah. And for me, the customer experience function and domain are really tactics. Um, um, yeah. You could call it yeah. customer experience strategy, but those are still tactics compared to the other two. Um, and, and yeah, you called it a management trick. And, I, and sadly, I can't disagree with you because if a leadership is not, and I love the word you said earlier, humanizing. So if, if leadership is not taking a humanistic view at their organization and their customers, at the people involved in co-creating these experiences, then it's going to be really a management trick. 
So, so I think it really needs to start with um, the and, and again, invitation to challenge the leadership of an organization truly um, connecting with um, the humanizing dimension of, of, of the experience of life almost and, and yes. part of work in that. So. And therefore the tactics make sense. Otherwise it's all fake well, bullshit. <laughs> we, we, call yeah. it, we call it experience technologies. So mm. customer experience is an experience technology. You, you, make a, you make an experience, you make a customer journey. If you make it well, you know, it could be, it could become an experience, right? Yeah. Into the buying experience. But we are much more than buying. It's much more than trading. Mm. It is, uh, you know, I'm, we are struggling. I'm struggling with the, the new title of our book. Is this the economy of life? You know, are mm. we, are we, you know, sh shall we focusing on the economy of life? But I think we're going to stick with the, um, the, you know, the view of the, um, the meaningful experiences. And also you, uh, you talked about purpose. And I see that uh, uh, Joe is really moving to purpose and to meaningful experiences. So he's really mm. moving to what we have been arguing for, you know, 2005 till, till of now. And I think uh, what's very important is that, uh, uh, um, and I'm inspired by uh, Robert Quinn's work at the mm -hmm. University of Michigan, is, uh, you know, we have a whole chapter also in this book is about uh, fundamental leadership. And fundamental leadership is that you open up to the world outside of you and see the structural changes in society. And that is your uh, result-oriented and you are aligned with your own values. And that's, uh, you know, uh, purpose-driven is a purpose from a company, but purpose is also your personal purpose. Your personal purpose doesn't have to be the same as your business purpose. You have to align them both. Yeah, you are working yeah. on, on the both of you. You're working personally yeah, on the business purpose, on sharpening your business purpose with your personal purpose. And then you have a passion. Then you are in your, in your own sweet spot, so to say. Yeah, the um, uh, Nick Van Heck from the ELP, um, they, uh, they taught me a, a method of a me and we. So there's a two by two metric. So there's a me. Yeah, yeah purpose and then we purpose yeah. and if you can and if you can align those two yeah um then you're then you're in the magic zone or they i'm sure yeah. you have some better work then, better then work you have for dynamite it. then you have a yeah. high performance organization yeah yeah and um and, and i think those things change over time and and, and for me I, that, that, that doesn't happen by accident it happens by conscious uh self-awareness and awareness of other and and seeking to align so that's um i think you call it fundamental management it's probably related to that uh, yeah, and you know, and and the first work of uh, Robert Quinn uh, is a very important book. Beyond, uh, uh, be, I, I, I just have to recall it. Uh, beyond business. Now, about 
I will let you. Uh... There's one beyond rational management. Yeah, right. That's one. Thank you. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. That we'll was an we'll... opening. Uh, beyond rational management was an opening in in my thoughts. Hmm. Great book. I will include that in the in the show notes for people, and I don't think I have that on my shelf, so I'm uh, I'm 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 triggered and uh, yeah. Yeah. inspired. So, Albert, um, we we have a few minutes left, and I would like to um, since we've gotten into a bit of who you are and, and your journey and in your view on things, there, um, how can people benefit from? these insights, meaning, because uh, I know you have your book, you've got, you, you're also teaching at universities, um, you have lectures and events. Um, how can people um, basically engage with you and consume with you and, and benefit from this thinking right into them and their business? Yeah. Um, well, in, in terms of, you know, they're, they're different, you know, uh, we, um, like you, you did the course uh, value creation by experience. I'm actually uh, uh, very I'm engaged now. First of all, in getting the book out and being published, and the second is to do the whole value creation course into uh, a digital course. Right? Mm -hmm. To have uh, we have a ten day course and then we have a ten session course. So at the moment. I'm uh, teaching together with Andre Bolland for Team Academy, the International School for uh, Entrepreneurship, and uh, we're doing uh, the course in uh, in ten uh, mornings uh, and making people uh, and where people have to create their own businesses, and so we can coach them into their own businesses, and of course, as an executive coach. Uh, you know, just uh, I, I would say, uh, mail me, contact me, and uh, that's a way to uh, to benefit. Nice, and and the um, the websites experience-economy.com, and we'll put yeah. those in the show notes as well, as well yeah. as um, boswikeconsultants.nl. Yeah, and um, for executive coaching, how would you describe the the, the type of human? Who would be, who would most benefit from your coaching? Uh, well, unfortunately, uh, most of the people are. It's uh, because of they are, they are under pressure, mm. and they into uh, uh, a difficult zone. And uh, some of their bosses are saying, you know, you you need uh, coaching. So they, it, it's mm. it's not uh, the self steering and and the self responsibility. But uh, a lot of people are into a position um, which is uh, which becomes uncomfortable, and that really. And before it becomes very uncomfortable, because uh, usually then you. you cannot redo the history, uh, is coaching can be very, very effective. So, you know, if well, you- I, I, I can't imagine because, you know, in this day and age, I don't think anyone is uncomfortable in their job. 
uncomfortable. <laughs> I think everyone is uncomfortable. So it's um yeah, I, I think <laughs> I saying, oh, there's a lot of people that are very comfortable. No, are that's very, true. Yeah, yeah, they're that's true. Thrilled in the in, in the in, in the way uh, and and yeah. uh, in their work. Yeah, I can imagine if if there's someone who going back to where we where we began, um, you know, with your psychotherapy experience. If if people, um, it was described to me one t- one time. If you're in an organization that doesn't fit you, it's like you're walking around with your head at a tilt all the time, and and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, it is just uncomfortable to exist in yeah. an organization. And so if you if you have that itch of discomfort of existing in your organization, and you're I guess in, I'm interpreting here, and if you're looking for a a uh, facilitated process to make the decision. And there's a there's the embrace it. There's the leave it. And there's also just the accept it and be uncomfortable. It's always an option, um, unfortunate option. Um, and if you want to do that in a way which is really taking a holistic, humanizing perspective at the organization and yourself, then uh, Albert Boswick is is uh, the man for you. Thank you. How's that feel? That felt good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well. You introduced right. me as a master, so uh, I was a bit of a, a bit shy uh, about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, the the moment your question is the, the moment is when when you feel the early signals of being uncomfortable in where you are and what you do mm. is the moment to have uh, to get help before it goes too far. And um, we're, we are wrapping up. And Albert, I, you know, I'm, if you have a question for me, uh, please fire it back. But, be, but before that, if people go to the economy-experience.economy.com, they have a uh, newsletter. And, and I think you send a newsletter out. I see it at least yeah, once a week or two. Almost monthly. Yeah. So, so I, I see it come, come across periodically with updates. And you can sign up to uh, know when the online courses are available or when the book is published. So an excellent way to stay in touch is go sign up for the newsletter. So Albert, is there anything that you'd like to throw back before we wrap up? No, um, not really. I I think I really uh, enjoyed our conversation because it really, uh, it's, I went uh, quite uh, blank into the conversation uh, and uh, I, um, uh, it was uh, a very nice contact. Thank you very much of uh, re-meeting. Re-meeting, and as I shared, it, it just warms me to see your face and hear your voice. It's like, oh, that's the, the comfort of a master, and uh, I really appreciate your time and your influence on, on my thinking in my life. So, Albert Boswick, thank you so very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Learn more at ebillion.com slash podcast.